0: This is episode 348 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will They See Me, Roland Hegwood. And tonight, I'm joined by Ryan Lances or Futuria, Blue or Yellow, Staniszewski.
1: Those are the choices that I've gone. Those are the avenues I've gone down. I don't know if I'll turn back at any point, but shooting guns and going fast, future <laughs> stuff, fun.
0: Oh, we also have James Q-Diver extraordinaire, Ritter.
2: Uh, yeah, you thought we were heck diving out here. No, Q-Diving.
0: <laughs> Q-Diving. <laughs> and our special guest, Wade Aon Pouchet.
3: Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, thanks for having me on.
0: Not a problem. We're going to dive deep into uh what wade has to present to us but first as always we gotta thank the biggest group of gsp supporters uh that is our patreons they're what keep the lights on so what gets us to events events like worlds coming up at adepticom plus uh they get exclusive channels on our discord they get shareable art from our past projects oh so much more but you gotta go to patreon.com gold squadron to become a Patreon and find out more information today. I got one other bit of headlines before uh, we dive deep into Aerodome and some other stuff. And that is the XVT season 27 signups are live right now until February 25th. Uh, This is a online tournament used to be on Vassal, which is what I think the V used to stand for, but now it's moved on to the Tabletop Simulator. Uh, this is a two-faction event, so you had to lock your list down to just two factions. Now, you play a duelist list every round, and the format goes uh, just one game per week, um, and it is uh standard and normal scenario, so very normal for the competitive scene of of x-wing uh this is going to be posted in our discord so definitely check that out um but if you want more information check out the gg slash tournaments and the tournament number is 1282 that's the xvt season 27 sign up so check it out there's a bunch of information on a friend of the show, uh, Tommy Adams, has been running those for quite a long time. So if you're looking for some online competitive events, missed out on some of the other recent ones, definitely a time to jump in. Totally free? No. Uh, all guts, or wait. Uh, all, all for the glory. Uh, so definitely, but uh, there is some special things that Tommy does see. But you got to check out the Discord to find out more. We like said, check that out on uh, our Discord. We have a section for non-GSP events. In case you have your own event. You can post it in there as well. But I want to give a special shout out. Tommy's been killing it with the XBT tournaments. Always something fun and new uh, with each season. So definitely worth checking out. Again, that's uh, on Rollbutter.gg, And the tournament number is 1282. So wait thank you so much yeah. for coming on uh, What? how you doing? give give me before we start the presentation okay <laughs> uh i got i got some star wars questions for you oh uh well first off can you give us an overview of um kind of like wait who are you
3: uh yeah so my name is waybashay um i've been involved in the x-men community since really it started Back in 2012. Uh I was the organized play producer from 2013 to 2020 for Fantasy Flight Games and uh created every single thing um with my team that you guys played for so hard um for really that entire time and even up until really recently. Uh but yeah, I from there I started decided I i wanted to try my own game i really love you guys in the community i really wanted to see if i could find a way to kind of um, make it my own um, and make it something that we could grow together and so i started ethereum games and uh i started with my first game aerodome that's awesome yeah we'll talk about that oh we're gonna go
0: deep into aerodome i'm excited but i got i got two questions for you first off there's star wars questions so don't don't worry nothing nothing too serious
3: Lightsaber color. What is your uh, lightsaber color? So I, I built a lightsaber at, at Galaxy's Edge, and I did choose blue. Um, but my favorite color is actually orange. Uh, so I, I would say orange,
0: I guess. Awesome. Awesome. And then, uh, do you
3: have a favorite ship in Star Wars or X-Wing? Uh, well, Star Wars, I do. It's the T-47 Airspeeder. Um. The Skyhopper, the, no, the snow speeder from the uh, snow Hopper. speeder. Um, yeah, the there. I don't know if it's, I can't really see my oh, yeah, you guys can see the ad <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's definitely my favorite. Um, yeah, then, we could barely see the huge ad adat behind me. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, maybe it wasn't in frame, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, and um, it never came to X Wing, and I. Not at, well, not the app, but <laughs> that too. Um, but the T forty seven, yeah. I, I for a long time wanted it to come next wing. I was ecstatic when it came to Legion. So that's true. Legion has an
0: amazing model for them. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, we're gonna let you jump right in here. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Raid is done, and some amazing work in this. All set up. So I'm gonna let you. Uh, take the lead, as we, we'll we switch over the cam to it.
3: Cool. Yeah, just waiting for... Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so first of all, I want to say welcome. My name is Wade Pichet and I am the owner of all things Ethereum Games. I want to... Oh, no. Go back. <laughs> um. I want to start by saying thank you for everyone... Tuning in and everyone watching this afterwards, Uh, we have a lot of cool things to cover and some sneak peeks behind the scenes for what I have been cooking. I wanted to do this to be as open and honest with everyone as I do believe in making games for the community. Starting a game company has not been an easy task. It's been filled with hard work and thousands of hours from start to finish on my first project, Aerodome, but I can say it has been the most rewarding and meaningful challenge I have faced myself with and I am challenging myself to do even more, uh, which is what we're here to talk about today. Uh, I wouldn't be here talking to you at all if not for your support. So once more, thank you. Uh, A line I do like to say about Aerodome is a simple little dream with wings. Uh, Next slide, please. Uh, So Aerodome, rising horizons, uh, the horizon rises. Uh, This first little segment, I'd like to talk to you guys about the first project, Aerodome, Rising Horizons um, as we kind of go over the details of how the game is played uh, and a couple things I would like to talk about about how well the first Kickstarter went and like kind of show you guys some things we are working on for it. Next slide. Oh, I can do that. Uh, So how to play. At the start of each round, players choose one of their battle cards, um, one of their nine battle cards from their hand and place it face down. Uh, Before the game, you'll construct a hand of nine cards. Uh, The numbers correspond to your initiative. Um, When both players are ready, they simultaneously reveal their card uh, and the higher initiative uh, determines who will go first for the round. Next slide, please. Yeah, Uh, Players compete, complete their turns by going through the actions found on their action bar. Uh, Actions range from doing maneuver actions, like straight, rotate, turn, roll, and implement. Uh, There's also a shot attack action currently in the game, uh, which is how you do damage to the opponent. Uh, When you are completing your actions, you always start from the top, and you work down. As you work down, you can skip any action you want, unless it has that lock icon. That means you do have to perform that action. A black background means that you can perform up to the number listed on the action. Uh, so the numbers there will correspond to essentially the speed or how many dice you roll for an attack. Next. The number following each yeah, action corresponds to which maneuver tool to use for the speed. The shot action number details how many dice you roll for the attack. Uh, if you are in range of an attack, by check range with the um, attack tool, Uh, you are going to roll dice equal to the amount, and you are looking for fives or sixes to deal damage. The first player to deal 15 damage to their opponent uh, will secure victory and uh, become the champion of the Aerodome. Next. Uh, So Aerodome currently is for sale on our website, aerodomegame.com. It is $39.95. It comes with 16 different fighter pilots to choose from, and 180 different battle cards to construct your uh, hands with. Um, the core set, it's best played with two players as a head-to-head, but there are rules for a eight, up to eight players for free-for-all and up to eight player, um, essentially, 4v4 or squadrons format. Uh, everything about Aerodome is really kind of constructed with the idea of creating a fast-to-play um, game that is similar to a miniatures game without the miniatures uh it's got a lot of things that are familiar i think to a lot of you guys especially the x-wing community um and fans of skirmish games in general next slide oh so this is the where we fly this is kind of like the update of kind of where we are with the company or where we are with uh aerodome rising horizons uh we released over 600 copies through the kickstarter and backer kit which is great um and we funded it within three hours uh, raising over i think with the backer kit it was just around sixty thousand dollars uh we're continuously growing our communities uh discord and stuff like that has really risen with the release of the tabletop simulator that you could play for free um, and a shout out to christopher peters for helping us put that together uh, we've been also working more closely with industry influencers. Uh, last week we had a video with TikTok board games come out uh, with over 60,000 views already. And then uh, we were working with people like Quackalope and a couple other reviewers to kind of just help spread the word and show people more about the game. Uh, right now we are averaging a 9.0 on Board Game Geek, which is great. Um, I would love it if if you have played please give us a rating on BoardGameGeek. You have no idea really how much uh, that rating could kind of help affect how well a game will do in the long run or not. Uh, and then lastly, uh, for like currently, I'm at the last 5% of Kickstarters being shipped. Uh, I wanted to have them all done. I'm hoping to have them all done within this month still. Uh, it's mostly just international that's left. Um, if you haven't received it yet, I, I am sorry it's taking this long, but please be patient. Uh, We've had a few hiccups with international shipping and I would like to definitely fix that for our upcoming developments. Uh, We are working on distribution for stores and friendly local game stores uh, in the United States and Europe. I actually have a meeting, I had a meeting this morning with somebody already, Um, it went very well and we're excited to keep going. Uh, We're working on translations to Spanish, German, and French. Uh, Those are kind of like the three other big languages after English to really kind of hit the um, board game communities. We're developing a faster process for Kickstarter delivery. Uh, If I'm being honest, Aerodome uh, ended in December, like early December. It wasn't until early April that I ended up sending files off to print. Uh, Most of that was because we were still working on testing to make sure everything was right. But now we're testing earlier and hoping to get all that stuff kind of done sooner uh so we don't have like that four month gap uh which really kind of delayed us um from our projected uh release. And then uh yeah we're working on more Patreon support as well. I want to do quarterly um promos for backers or uh, Patreons. Uh it helped me tremendously to kind of get a lot of like things that I needed for the game. So I was really happy to um I really i'm really happy and i want to do a lot more for you guys because you guys have been so nice for me uh next slide please aerodome organized play you've got the right to flight uh this is kind of the start of our organized play program um next slide please coming in march 2024 we have a couple things really coming out for aerodome organized play uh the first is a flight night organized play kit volume one um we're gonna expect this to retail for 1995. and actually now that we're getting into the, the reveals more i do want to say not all the stuff is final some of the cards might change uh some of the the rules might change on other things that we might have showing as well just wanted to show you kind of where things are at as we stand on today's date um But in the kit, it comes with uh, four copies of 16 different cards, so a total of 64 cards. Uh, It's going to be one of each of the pilot's signature card. Uh, So every pilot in Aerodome has a signature card, a signature move that they're known for. And uh, this will come with alt art versions of those cards. It will come with eight tokens as well, uh, acrylic tokens made by Curled Paw Creatives. Uh, Shout out to Knuckles, uh, who has supplied us with all the acrylic so far and all the acrylic moving forward uh, there will be a poster just to kind of help with interest uh, hanging it in your friendly local game store and then there will be like a, l- a little information book as or a sheet as well to kind of tell you how to use the, sh- the kit uh, I envision it where in which you know for every player playing you just take a, like you play a couple rounds and then whoever wins the most um, you take a card per player and kind of draft uh, first, second, third, fourth uh, to choose what cards they want and kind of shuffle it so it's like random I think that's a cool way to do it uh, another thing we're adding for really organized play but also for yourself as well is uh, blind bag, metal, and acrylic tokens um, the acrylic tokens are going to retail for $4.95 while the metal is going to retail for twelve ninety five. dollars and actually all 36 pilots of season 1 will be represented on these uh, coming in March Uh, I say 36. We currently only have 16, so that might hint at something coming up.
2: So those tokens are going to be for the ship tokens, right?
3: Yep, so there's the ship tokens. Um, Champions from the first Kickstarter got essentially 16 of them already, the metal ones. Uh, And so this is essentially the other 20 um, that we're doing. Uh, But also, yeah, just a cool way to... Like, I really want to kind of incentivize trading uh, I think that's a really cool thing, especially for, like, organized play. You show up to an event. Um, you get to, like, you get a couple things or whatever for playing, and then it's like, cool, yeah, let's trade tokens. I think that's something I really want to kind of incentivize as a cool, like, get-to-know-people kind of thing. Uh, we are hoping these will be available at Gen- or at Adepticon. Um, I, I would love to have uh, a lot of them there, if I'm being honest. And then, uh, also, the last note on this slide is the first FAQ and errata are coming Q2 2024. Uh, I kind of want to see what happens at AdeptCon to kind of finalize a few things, but uh, Eagle Eyed viewers could probably see that um, Supercharger there has a small tweak to the text uh, to kind of clarify some things that I think we just kind of missed during the playtesting. Next slide uh, Roar into competition. So, this is actually the start of kind of what i want to do at larger scale events i want to every every event that we're at i want to um kind of focus or theme the event around a fictional team uh so in this case it is oh yeah well all right we'll go to the next one <laughs> for for this uh it is the chicago apex but you've probably seen the um minnesota for uh, frost is like another one um but the Chicago Apex is what I will be doing for adeptcon. Uh, it is also mascoted by a T-rex um, themed for Sue uh, which is a nice little shout out. I got to see Sue. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta see Sue last uh, adeptcon i it was it was really an awesome experience. Uh, we will have a booth at adeptcon. Where in which we'll be demoing and selling copies of AeroDome. But also we have two events at Adepticon on Friday and Saturday, March 22nd and 23rd, respectively, uh, at 3 p.m. The format will be three rounds cut to top four, uh, and they're 45-minute rounds. The top four will play um, two games, so if you if you lose the first round of the top four elimination round, you will play a second game to determine third and fourth as well players are required to bring their lists for their pilot, plus a set of their own auxiliary cards, any stadium set. There's, of course, only one stadium set currently, uh, plus three additional cards. Uh, Plus, they must bring any components needed to play the game of Aerodome. With the exception of the mat, because... Next slide. uh, We will be outfitting every table with a mat for them to play on. This is... um, the Chicago Apex Mat. I'm also dubbing the Crater as their stadium. Uh, prizes for the event include participation being a card and a sticker. Uh, winner of final Swiss round will uh, so the winner of the final Swiss round will actually get a to keep the mat that they play on, um, just as a thank you for playing. The top eight will get a set of the Chicago Apex uh, maneuver and shot tools. And then first second third and fourth are metal tokens uh, not pictured is the fourth place token which will be a black token uh, but first second third gold silver bronze uh, I just want to say right away like this is the first time I've got to really kind of design prizes for this game and it's been amazing uh, I really like the uh, concept of kind of turning aerodome into like this this sport and I am excited to um, share it with you I do see a question. So the Crater does have a different set of stadium rules. I have an article actually going on the website tomorrow that will detail it, but essentially uh, ox tokens will be placed uh, range 3 from the edges, from the center there. You can kind of see an outline of the ox token on the mat. Um, And then when a player flies over it, they can pick it up, they get an item or an auxiliary. Uh, And then if there are no tokens on that at the end of the round, uh, then they replace the um, auxiliary token and then lastly for this uh, choose your pilot Uh, we currently have a poll on our discord to decide which promo card or promo pilot um, will represent the Chicago Apex Uh, last I saw Elena Zane was winning for an EZW Uh, so we will see what happens and we hope to uh, have your votes on our discord next slide please Uh, so this is our first big reveal. 10-4, uh, ready for more. I mean, we've already had a lot of reveals, but this is like kind of the first meaty one, I would say. Um, next slide, please. So this is going to be Aerodome Rising Horizons, Volume 2. Uh, the corset of Aerodome kind of came with all the heroes from the different factions. Um, so that this is kind of how I'm supplementing the rest with the villains. Uh, from Ace, Futoria, Martaga, and Star Lancers are now coming to compete in the Aerodome themselves in four new expansions. We're hoping to have this ready and launched on Crowns, uh, on probably Kickstarter for uh, June 2024. Uh, we have four new expansion packs which will bring in 16 plus new fighters and 180 plus new battle cards. Some of the features in these expansion packs include. New action types. So there's days and Recover actions now, which I will get to later on. There are new stadium cards. So each uh, expansion will have a unique stadium to represent that faction. There's new signature cards for every pilot in the game that we'll be unlocking. And then also, uh, in the Kickstarter, we'll be doing an Aerodome bracket poster in each Kickstarter, uh, which is kind of... Essentially, it's a 32 pilot bracket that um is filled in uh but then as you you and your friend play you could you know have matchups predetermined and then you play it to see who will win and then kind of move on and create your own aerodome that way to see who will become the champion. Uh something we learned with the previous Kickstarter is um people like stretch goals. Uh, so every two point five K after The goal is reached, uh, is a new stretch goal or a new unlock. Unlocks include everywhere from additional pilots and battle cards to bonus items uh, to future project fundings such as blind packs and alt art cards. Uh, And then a vapor edition is something I've been kicking up as well, which is essentially a consumer deluxe edition. Uh, The deluxe edition from the first Kickstarter I did say was Kickstarter exclusive, and I wanted to keep it that way. Um, but we do have ideas for the future one Uh, we also i also want to say um foil card, the foil cards that were found in the deluxe edition as well uh, we will have stretch goals for each of the other pilots to receive a foil card as well Um, there's also a champion tier and a squadron tier this champion tier is going to be cheaper than the previous one or more affordable uh, and feature some really cool things i'm hoping to do um, essentially name a card uh, or, you know, choose a pilot and, and we'll put your name as that pilot. Um, you get, like, a small deck of, like, 32 of those cards, and then you can share them and split them with your friends or host your own tournaments with your own cards. And then the other cool thing I want to do is uh, start a squadron or a squadron tier, where in which it's, it's four sets of the champion tier uh, plus your own um, custom team. Uh, Similar to like the Chicago Apex, I would work with you to create a logo and then a small or a sizable kit, probably about the same size as what we're doing at Depticon, of promos for you to run for your own team. These I'm calling minor league teams or um, champion teams where stuff like Chicago Apex will be a premier team. Uh, And that's something I'm really excited about. Uh, Next slide, please. So this is our first reveal, our first pilot reveal anyways. Uh, this is John D. McMyers, uh, name Danger. Uh, John D. McMyers is named after two of my locals up here who really helped me out a lot um, with the first Kickstarter and getting that all done, um, Andy and John. And uh, they're helping me out with this next Kickstarter as well. And for that I decided it would be nice to name a fighter after him. Uh, So this is a Futoria pilot. Uh, It's a sharpshooter. After you complete a successful attack action, Recover 1, this action can only resolve on debuff tokens assigned to your fighter. So this is essentially a um, rebuff uh, or like, you know, putting out fires and putting off ice. Um, But like just a nice debuff manager kind of built into the pilot ability. Um... Yeah, it does have actually zero immemals, uh just like Archie and Ely, uh, from Ace. But uh, there, I mean, as more battle cards come out, there will just be more and more options to kind of find ways to turn around. Uh, but it's a it's a, one of the larger ships, um, in the expansions and in the game in general. So it made sense to me to kind of limit what they can can and cannot do. I kind of blame the. Uh, sweet spoiler that they, they're supporting for why they can't turn uh next slide please uh our our ace reveal is um commanding general greff of Valencourt, also known as the golden dragon um aerodome the art style doesn't really show off uh, what the ships look like they're kind of coded in this like archetype color uh, but he would have a large dragon painted across the wings um, in gold, like in, in gold foil. Uh, he he's kind of a showboater, uh, and actually he is the reason why Theodosia gets her nick, er, her nickname uh, of Dragon If you could figure that one out. Um, his ability is uh, add one additional ammo token to cards with the ammo keyword. Uh, so as you draw more and more auxiliary cards, you could kind of. Maybe build your deck around having ammo tokens and using them. Uh, he essentially gets additional shots with things like Proficient Missiles um, and even like stuff like Freeze Ray, which I actually am going to retract because I think we are um, fixing that, actually. Sorry, with uh, the FAQ. Um, but yeah, so this is the first uh, of the Fokker uh, D7s. Next slide, please. Uh, Martaga. So the expansion of Mar- for Martaga takes place one year after the Martaga universe is established with the corset. Um, so after the first World Championships for Martaga is the second World Championships, where in which uh, a company starts sponsoring players to play Martaga. Uh, and this is one of the sponsored players. They're kind of like all these sponsored players, kind of seen as the villains uh, of the universe in. This storyline, uh, but this is Anastasia Kass, um, also known as Heart Emoji. <laughs> uh, this is the Martaga Class 2, and their ability is after you complete a clear pass, spend three charge tokens, uh, assign D3 burn tokens to your opponent. So, this pilot is really kind of designed to fly around um, and over you to try to put you aflame. Um, Next slide, please. I am freezing up. There we go. Uh, The last pilot, unfortunately, I don't have art for yet. And as you can see, there's no call sign either. Uh, The reason why there's no call sign is because this is actually something I want to do with the next Kickstarter, is I want to host um, or leave it to you guys to kind of decide what some of the call signs will be. Uh, We will host, like, naming challenges as we run the Kickstarter to kind of determine what they will be, uh, but in the meantime this is Aurora Dawn uh, the Star Lancer ships in this expansion are kind of all based around ice and the frozen token mechanic and Aurora's uh, kind of mean um, they have a ability in which uh, after your initiative is reduced down to zero from frozen token you will also suffer one damage uh, and that's every time that you are reduced to zero, which is dangerous um and that is it for the pilot reveals for today uh we do have some cards i kind of want to go over quick uh these are three of my some of my favorite cards there's um gemini is a new star lancer card uh as we're doing kind of these expansions we are focusing on what makes each faction unique as well as what makes each archetype unique uh factions for star lancers for instance are going to have more cards that kind of have like this setup uh, in play. Uh, Gemini has a couple cards. I think cast, uh, they're named after the Stars of the Constellations. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but Gemini is a card where to which uh, you can decide a day's token to, to gain the keyword off of your opponent's revealed card. Um, which I think is kind of fun. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm a Gemini, but I am also a twin, and I often don't like it when uh, we do the same thing. So it's kind of like a fun little gimmick there uh ballistic turn kind of focuses on what i want to do with Bark Gearhead cards one which i am empowering um their armament cards so in this case ballistic armament cards uh will gain lucky one i think l1 gun turret right now is like a ballistic armament card for those who have played uh and then predictive is a very interesting card um not only do i have to rewrite how psych works to make it work uh which is fun um but you essentially before revealing cards will predict what your opponent is playing uh, if you predict correctly then you are in sync uh, and this card in particular if you and your opponent are in sync your maneuver cards become reactive or your uh, maneuver actions become reactive uh, you also see there are two shot actions with a new icon there that is the new dazed action icon uh, so the way the only way you can perform those actions is by suffering one dazed token so Essentially, if you have them lined up in your sights, you could suffer one day's token to perform a shot, and then another day's token to perform a second shot. Uh, Next slide, please. Fierce Fire is kind of like a card I wanted to show you guys to kind of show you that I am also trying to uh, empower current pilots as well. Uh, This is going to be, in my opinion, a great card to accompany Alice, our burn queen. Uh... It's these, uh, a lot of Futoria cards also uh, will self inflict damage. And this one will assign a burn token to you to then do Scorch 3 to the opponent. Uh, Borealis Attack is a uh, card for Aurora, who we just saw a little bit ago. Uh, this attack does no damage, but it does deal Freeze D6, which is, could be a lot of Freeze. And that would definitely kind of keep it up there for you to get your initiative down to zero to deal with that damage. Um, if you're lucky, uh, you do have to hit with the attack of just two dice, though. And then, (laughs) buh, is a a new card as well. Um, During the modify initiative phase, uh, you may ignore the split second, so it's kind of giving you this option. Uh, Keyword to gain burst D3 and assign two frozen tokens to your fighter. Uh, This kind of both helps and hurts you. Kind of doing more things like that to kind of yeah thank you Uh, kind of like incentivize you to do um maybe riskier maneuvers for daredevils Uh, next slide please a new challenger approaches ah so this is our next game next slide please uh super nice battle uh find your friends fight your friends in this party brawler inspired game coming uh hopefully in 2024 this is a 2-8 to eight player game, ranging 30-60 to 60 minutes. Uh, some of you guys have seen versions of this already, both at uh, Gen Con or last year's Adepticon. It has gone through many iterations, and we're still working on it very hard. Uh, it is a combo-rolling dice game inspired by your favorite party brawler video game. Uh, characters from across the Etherean projects will also make an appearance in this, including some that you've already seen, some that you uh, have not yet seen in Aerodome, And some from other projects as well. Uh, Battle with items, unique stages, and roll the super die to KO your opponent. So I would like to next slide. um, I would like to go over kind of like how the game is played quick. Uh, So this is meant to be a quick game kind of inspired by video game fighter games. Uh, Players each secretly select one of their five signature move cards. So that, for instance, in this case would be lightning jab or jump down. Uh, from on the right and left there, uh, players reveal simultaneously, similar to Aerodome. The player with the fastest initiative will go first. So 0.008 milliseconds beats out 0.280 milliseconds. So Lightning Jab will go first. Players select a combo card from the three revealed. If this card matches their signature card, it may deal additional effects. Uh, so you'll see uh, Up Attack is a neutral card, or with that uh, arrow pointing to the right. And so is lightning jab. So if Southpaw there chooses up de- up attack as their combo, um, they'll gain a the benefit of uh, those two icons down there, which I won't get into details. Uh, players' uh, turn consists of rolling a combo roll with the six custom dice to attempt to complete their combo. So there's three black dice, which will have your up, down, left, right, and then your three white dice, which have your A, B, Y, Z. And then each of those dies also has like a wild that you can spend for rerolls. Players may block damage by discarding one of their combo cards from their hand. Uh, you can see a little trash can with a... The, the blue trash can is essentially what you would discard to gain that much shields. Because um, if the combo is successful, so for, if up attack is successful, then it'll deal one damage to whoever they choose. Uh, if back aerial is success, successful, it'll deal three. But with jump down on uh, Detective jewels there, it would actually do five damage, which is a lot. Uh, players... Um, once a character is KO'd, the player who controls them gains a stock token. First player to three stock guns will win. And like I said, this game will have eight characters. It'll have characters... Um, I'll, I'll say it now. Ashby Cannon's is actually coming to Super Dice, uh, And then Bertha, the shark from the previous couple slides ago. Uh, that shark pirate uh, will actually be be coming to Aerodome as a part of a future project as well. Next slide, please. (laughs) So this is a a story to drink to. This is a game I have been developing um, for a long time and kind of back burner, um, but one I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to, uh, next slide, please, uh, make a drinking game uh, that is based off one of my favorite video games uh, or really a lot of 90s adventure video games. I think of uh, Goof Troop a lot, actually, if I'm being honest. Um, but this is a light-hearted adventure RPG game inspired by 90s adventure video games where you follow the story of Princess Pilsna as she discovers her former lives and must save Aeland from darkness. Uh, a, this is a drinking game also where it's not um, drinking for punishment. Uh, I feel like that's very common in a lot of drinking games. Instead, players will drink uh, to help benefit the party uh, when the time is right. I want this to be a genre-defining beer and pretzels game, and I definitely think we got the beer down. Uh, it's coming late 2024 with uh, one to four players. It's about 30 to 60 minutes. I'm hoping to do um, essentially four different dungeons with the kit, uh, or you know, buy one pack for all of them, and then. Uh, yeah, roll your D20s and adventure through different dungeons to find pieces of the magical mirror and stop the evil Lady Dunkle. Uh, just a little taste of kind of what the story's about. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for this one. Um, and I, I, I can only imagine you guys are as well. I think it's going to be great. I'm I, I, I'm doing all the art, and I'm already loving just, just the cartooniness of the characters. Uh, yeah, you don't... Uh, the other thing to remember too is you don't actually have to drink for this game. Or you can drink whatever you want. Um, But we will include tokens that kind of represent taking a drink. Um, But yeah, so next slide, please. Ooh, this is a a good Aerodome one for you guys to get excited. So this is Aerodome uh, Scattered Winds, uh, Broadsides, and Battle Suits. This is uh, the announcement for Season 2 for Aerodome. Uh, Rising Horizons is Season 1. We still have projects for that. Uh, But Season 2, kind of uh, what I'm doing with each season is I'm kind of introducing... Uh, stuff like a new corset and new rules and um, stuff like that as well to kind of show you guys or uh, just bring in like new factions and stuff like that as too. Uh, next slide please. So the fleets of the 8th Sea and the exopilots of the United United World Fighters enter the Uh This will in- introduce a new corset like I said with 8 new pilots. It will be Less pilots and less battle cards is the first core set, but it'll cost less. Uh, but I also want to really focus on just kind of two, like the new factions. Um, the 8th Sea is consisted of pirates. This is actually where Bertha will live. Uh, and like their whole mechanic will be kind of like setting up cards. The idea right now is they'll essentially play a card with a certain keyword. I won't say what it is yet. Um, and then they could play essentially their next card to gain a benefit, uh, but at the expense of your opponent knowing what card you'll be doing next. Um, where United World Fighters, uh, they're actually kind of based off of RPG stereotypes or archetypes. Uh, so like there's a ranger, a paladin, a priest, stuff like that. Uh, but in like this 20 foot exosuit, uh, and their whole mechanic will be leveling up cards as they play. Uh, so you might level up a card from. You know, winning initiative level of this card um, and stuff like that uh, there will be new keywords as well rapid and sicken rapid i'll, I'll say right now is essentially exploding sixes where which if you roll a six you can roll again to potentially do more damage and sicken is a new debuff that we are still testing out and i will get into further details on a later date um, expanding existing factions as well so we have Bartaga uh, is getting martaga reloaded uh, Martaga right now is like based on like a 1980s style video game. Uh, but Martaga Reloaded kind of takes the story into the future a little bit. Uh, one which is like the early 90s, and you are now playing essentially a game closer instead of to Galaga, you're playing a game closer to my favorite game, Raiden. Um, and then Futoria Rust uh continues the story of Alice and her squadron, um, in a much more of a post apocalyptic setting. We're hoping to have it launch. Aerodome, scattered winds in 2025, and can't wait to show you more. Next slide, please. Uh, this is our last reveal, actually. So Omni Duelers, um, gotta duel them all. Next slide. Omni Duelers. This is kind of a, a small sneak peek of the fourth game that I've been working on, coming in 2025 to 2026. It is a lights. It's a light art JRPG style dice and card game. In which players have three duelers, each with customizable abilities and attacks. Um, as the game continues, players can level up their duelers and unlock stronger moves for their attacks as well. Uh, players generate power at the start of each round and then, like, kind of coordinate who gets what resources. Uh, sometimes you could lose those resources through taking damage. And sometimes you'll, I mean, then you'll have to spend it to kind of uh, do the attacks and roll for damage as well. Uh, using type advantage, players can play to weaknesses of their foes, deal more damage as well. Uh, think of this as a rock, paper, and scissors kind of thing, where in which you know, I attack you with this character, it does more damage than if I attack a different character. Like I said, this is coming in 2025 and 2026. It will not be a trading card game. Uh, I do not really like that style of game. This will just be a card game where in which maybe we lean into... Um, Cosmetic packs, again, uh, I think that's, like I said, a fun, fun thing for people to do, where in which you're trading kind of cosmetic goods instead of um, buying for advantage or uh, pay to win. Uh, final slide, unfortunately. I want to thank you guys all again for listening. Uh, I haven't really talked that long about these projects, and I'm just really excited to share them with you guys. Um, it, it does make me feel really good that I even get to talk about this stuff in general. Uh, I really want to keep doing this, and I want to make this kind of what I do. Um, and from there, I think we'll kind of open it up to questions. If you guys have any for us or for me, um, we can take down the slide too if you guys want to. If you guys have, I don't know if you guys have questions. I don't even know if you guys are still there or not. No, it's like, we're here. No, oh, I uh, I loved no.
0: all of it. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I love all the art, but we'll. Uh, um, it's actually. We'll see if uh, chat has any questions. We can start there first and see if um, maybe um, they have some questions. Uh, My feedback? Man, it all looks amazing. I really like uh, this. To me, it's why uh, myself, why I wanted to invest early into Aerodome Because you had said from the beginning that you planned on you know, keeping it going and keeping it a like a living game. I don't know if that's the exact term, but something that's like continuously. It's not just boxed on the shelf. Like uh, it's um, you know got organized play, continuous updates, things like that. Uh, so it's exciting to see on that future of it.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, and that's kind of my design philosophy for a lot of things. Is- like, I mean, I, I spend so much time on it, I want to make sure I can keep doing stuff for it if I want. Um, and I just want to make sure that, like, you know, people could enjoy it for time and time again. Like, I think a lot of games you kind of play, I mean, if you play a hundred times uh, and love the game, it's, it's nice to kind of introduce new things as we go as well.
2: Yeah, I see a common I mean... question here. Um... Specifically from Team Discraft is uh, asking about uh, Aerodome merch, uh, hats, shirts, patches, the shirt you're wearing on your body right now. Maybe um, they need they
3: need it all. That exact yeah.
0: shirt, Wade. Where can we get that shirt you're wearing?
3: <laughs> You'll have to find me. Um, no, I we we talked about doing merch before, and we we tested it a few times. Uh, I don't think I was ready for it yet. It, it, it's just an upfront cost, and I want to make sure that you know. What we do is what people want um i actually really like i always did this in an organized play but i actually really like kind of making things and giving away um things that i want you know so I actually like uh jerseys i think are a, a very possible uh op prize um things like pint glasses is also something i just a hint uh, but i i wanted pint glasses the other day it was like it'd be cool if i had p- custom pint glasses and, like, I was thinking of, like, well, I got a game that might use pint glasses, so maybe we could do them there. Um, but, yeah, I fully support doing merch. We'll get there when we get there. Um, it might be a little bit still, but, like, I I actually love the idea of doing shirts and stuff like that, because I think it's a way to advertise and show off, you know, cool art uh, from the games. So.
0: Uh, sp- speaking of uh, Tales of Pills pilsner uh pilsner Pils, no uh that's a i got there i gotta i gotta practice words sometimes wait just let me do it uh anyways uh that's a that's a tabletop rpg right we're talking pen and paper
3: uh no pen no paper so it's gonna be the idea there is it's a very light game i want it to be played at bars you know or pubs or restaurants or small tables um but essentially, you kind of gain items to level up your characters as you play, like, your experience. So the idea right now is uh, there's a coaster um, that you would have of your character. And then as you get items, you kind of put it on certain sides of the coaster to determine if you gained a new strength, Cerebral, or Dexterity. Um, those are, like, your three stat lines. And then, if you take damage, you would put it on the the fourth side. But like that's kind of what we're looking at as far as like a quick gameplay uh, idea there. But also <laughs> like so, essentially, there's like a deck in the middle. Um, you draw it. It will have like a prompt. Essentially, like test. You know, you come to a hole in the floor. Test mm-hmm. Dex twenty. So you roll your D twenty. Uh, you add your Dex. You see if you make it. Things might happen if you do. Things might happen if you don't. Um Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. So and then like would gain health or gain items from defeating monsters. Like Eastlings or (laughs) one of the villains. Um, Uh is there
0: is it all cooperative? Like between the players?
3: Yep. So this would be a co op game. Um the idea is to get through the dungeon, get to the end, defeat the boss. Um where in which yeah, so each of you would essentially assume the role of one of the Pilsnas. So the art there is actually all four of them are Pilsner, just from different ages. Um, but yeah, um, that's intriguing. Yeah, uh, so like,
0: I want—I want to play it. I mean I—I I, I, I have a thousand questions about this game, so
3: I'll—I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve them for—for for now. I'll bring a like I plan on bringing a working demo to Adapticon to kind of show off. I'm not going to have it being played. At the booth itself. Uh, But I do want to. um, Have it. uh, As a playable demo at Gen Con. Uh, We are confirmed to be at Gen Con. This year I guess. Uh, Just so you know. Um, But yeah we'll have it definitely there. uh, As we prepare for the launch.
0: Uh, James any other. Questions popping up. In our chat. Uh,
2: I think. I have one from Eelnail uh, talking about any of the other revealed games uh, be demoed at Adepticon this year.
3: Uh, So we will have the... uh, Aerodome will be the main game that that we're... I think there's still a lot of people, especially at Adepticon, who haven't played it yet. Um, And the audience there is really right for it. Because it is a more competitive convention. Um, But Super Dice Battle, I will have a version of that as well. Um, if if people come by and ask for it, yeah, we'd be happy to try it out. Um, the newest version, uh, like I said, is diff- it's different than the version I bought last year. We try to make it quicker. Um, we try to make the um, super die kind of more effective. Like I didn't really go over it in the rules, but like there's a die you can roll that could potentially just outright KO somebody. Um, but yeah. Um, and then, like I said, Pilsen, I won't be, like, I'm not ready to show a lot of people that yet, uh, but, you know, like I said, we will at Gen Con, and then Omni Duelers is pretty far out at this point. Uh, I'd be lucky if I, I, like, I'm, I'm currently working on what I call, like, the mechanics testing, um, which is essentially just kind of getting the idea kind of set in stone on what I want this game to be like, um, which I shared with you guys just a little bit ago um oh uh so i see a question about organized play kits um so the way that we're going to be distributing those is they'll just be available for sale on the website um i'm hoping what i hope like i want people to essentially be able to buy it they can not every retailer has access to everything or you know just certain distributors or whatever uh so i'm just going to make it available for people to buy um and then they could bring it to their game nights and run the events. Uh, and I just want to make sure that like people can get it. Cause like that was something I experienced a- at my time at FFG was like, not everybody, not every store was getting kits or could get kits. And I want to make sure that if you want a kit, you could get a kit. If you want a kit just for the items, that's fair too, I guess. Um, but I think, yeah, the- a lot of
2: people also play, like they don't have local stores, they'll play like on kitchen table. So yeah, it's nice to have that option. Um, yeah. and not have to like go through
3: a distributor. I mean, I like I I really want to support friendly local game stores, um, which is the really the reason why I'm doing organized play at all. Um, so like I said, like my hope is like people will be able to take it, and yeah, play it at their no. store.
2: No, no FLGs, only support Wei Pache. That's the <laughs> message that I'm getting. Is that right?
3: <laughs> uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Support Wade while going to FLGS. How about that? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's a great way because like then you can start just like I I do believe that a game's community is what makes it strong. Um, You guys know that I'm sure firsthand. Uh, Even without any releases from my end or anybody's end, like a a community could kind of keep a game going for a long, long time. Uh, And I want to make sure that they're the ones who are supported um the most out of all this so like yeah if, if you wanted to try to grow the community it, it helps to bring it to a friendly local game store and kind of show them all the cool things that are yeah like i think the first Opie kit you know it's it's fun it's it's got some cool colors if i'm being honest like i i love i, re- I really love the looks of them um this i'm calling them yeah the blueprint design um but yeah
0: Uh, I, I had a question for you. What, what was that number of new cards you were talking about? I'm trying to find it. it uh, 180 new battle cards? Uh, uh, that's that's an impressive amount. The the, the
3: corset already comes with
0: 180. So it's a, uh, two. So it'd be twice of uh, the total math. cards, then. Uh, twice. Yeah, this is quick math. Times two. Yeah.
3: So. We'll- <laughs> By the end of of season one, we'll have around 400 battle cards. um, Which is crazy to think about. But, like, some of those battle cards are really just iterations of the same card, you know? Um, Sure. So you might have proficient turn, which is like a lock turn action with, like, a shot and proficient keyword. Uh, But you have that as initiative seven. You can have that as initiative four. You can have that as initiative one. There's some slight changes between them all. Um, But, yeah. Um. And then like, when we get in, like, I mean, I'm hoping to get up to, I mean, I have ideas for season five and six already. And when we start getting up to that high, then we could start talking about like, all right, do we rotate out certain seasons? Um, I'm not really thinking about that, doing that. I don't want to. Um, one of my ideas was at, when we get to having world championships, uh, the top few lists are actually just um, become limited uh, where in which you can only have one copy of one of those cards in your deck or your hand.
2: Um, yeah, I was going to ask about that for, like, balancing. Um, because you, no matter how good of playtesting or theory crafting or things you go through beforehand, there's going to be things that are stronger or less strong um, in a competitive game. So uh, it looks like you're already thinking about ways to use, like, a limited... Um, like a banner limited list.
3: Yeah, and and like there's a few things, so the FAQ will cover this in a little bit, um, but there's like a few things that did kind of, yeah, those might be too good, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and like I, I do want to keep it balanced, and I do want to keep it, I mean there's there's going to, yeah, like it's a card game, there's going to be a meta, um, and that's fine, I'm, I'm okay with metas, but I, I definitely don't ever want to have people feel like they got overpowered by a card. You know, and I want to make sure that there's variation um, throughout competitive play as well for different pilots and hands. And I think that's one of the unique things about the game, um, where in which your maneuver hand, like, for the most part, will probably vary heavily, like fairly easily from others. Because, I mean, if you've, even if you brought the same pilot with a similar hand, maybe you want to find a way to get the edge on them and have, like, a different eight initiative card that, like, can yeah. help you.
2: Like having different tools in your toolbox or you know have an answer for their rock with your paper and vice versa yeah. so. um
0: yeah i did I did want to ask uh, about that to to clarify i got the um the john d Mcmyerss <laughs> up on the screen uh and you you referenced before that he doesn't have any um uh, <laughs> any Immelman. of the Immelman's. thank you. Uh, yeah <laughs> uh I was I was getting there uh but thank you uh yes but it, it shows zero moments I want zero like 180 degree maneuvers and uh, then it shows a uh four straights four turns one bear roll and then two rotates I think is that um yeah. the the word for it and those those are essentially how you build your pilot's deck i I understand that correctly or I, I explained
3: that correctly yep so each each battle card has a um action kind of associated to it which is usually like the locked action on that card um so like there's straight turn roll rotate and movement moment um maneuver cards and then uh as you can see so four four one two does not equal nine that equals eleven it just kind of gives you some some room to kind of like choose what cards you want to be using um you know if you want to replace your turn you don't have to replace it with another turn you can re- Potentially actually replace it with like a, a roll or a rotate yeah so you have thing. like
2: t- like you said 11 slots there and you have to yep. choose eight cards right uh, nine nine okay so yeah. you can le- you can like not even bring any rotates you can just bring the four straight turn and roll
3: yeah and then like uh actually for the p86 thunderbird um there are so there will be a couple cards and i didn't show them off but there will be a couple cards that are actually specific to P eighty six Thunderbirds. So, like, if your pilot has the P eighty six, where in which uh, there's actually a turret in the back of that car, or in the back of the the fighter there, um, and you can shoot essentially out the back. Um, oh, wow.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know that was one of the things that in the limited testing that Will and I have done, is uh, or that I've done mostly with Will, is that uh, man turrets uh,
3: was very strong. <laughs> Uh, being able to fire out of more than one arc oh yeah I, I knew so I actually attended the first world championship uh, with uh, four Y-wings because uh, I kind of I, I understood and I did I was doing pretty well um, I actually had to leave because I had to go to work after going 3-0 and which
2: I still I, I'll count it
3: as a win <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah had I yeah. not Anyways, um, but uh yeah, so like I mean, any any game about positioning, the the more options or ways you have to shoot, the more powerful it can be. Um, I will say that the turret shot for this out the back isn't is is a straight shot attack, so it's it's a little narrower. Um, but yeah, uh, I do see a question. So, um, world championship winners got to design a card. Will this potentially be a viable thing for Arrow? Good question uh, I actually want to do something cooler I want to make you a pilot yourself um, immortalize you kind of into the game uh, as a character from a faction which I think is I mean I think it's pretty dang sweet
2: um, yeah you're re- really taking the if you were an if you were an x-wing card what would you be to the next level yeah like
3: I, <laughs> I, I think so x-wing they they worked with the winner to kind of decide what you do uh, I, I would probably do that a little bit, but not probably not to the same extent, just because I want to make sure balance is kind of taken first. Uh, 360 degree firing arc. That's all, that's all I'll take. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, sure, but you take a damage every time you make a shot. That's fine. I'm right. shoot every turn. The clock is ticking. When you win, world, that's what we'll do.
0: There,
2: there you go you got notice how, how he said win I win not <laughs> if <Win. laughs> what you will win just just win <laughs> <laughs> win win
1: that'd be all signs spin to win <laughs> yeah
3: uh, we are working on events for Gen Con um, actually I didn't reveal that either I wanted to kind of point out so we have uh, Minnesota Frost we have Chicago Apex I already have the Indianapolis Wasps kind of picked out, um, for those who don't know, uh, the Indianapolis 500, um, not only was it used to be owned by uh, the top fighter pilot uh, during World War One, Eddie Rickenbacker, which is the inspiration for Theo in a lot of ways, um, or Theodosia, uh, but also it the first car to win was nicknamed the Wasp, so I kind of wanted to do, um, yeah, Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Wasps. Um, I I really like kind of theming um, the mascots or the 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 names kind of around something cool about the area that I've always found interesting. So uh, those are the three for now. Uh, We're working on. I mean, I am working on going to Nova. I am working on going to Essen. I am working on going to um, UK Games Expo, but probably not this year at this point. Um, And there's a couple of like LVO Open. Or LVO, I should say, uh, is also one on my on my list. Um, so maybe keep an eye out for those.
2: Yeah, make uh, make the UK system open your your Europe trip.
3: I mean, it, what?
0: <laughs> my Europe trip. I think he's referenced well, in a like 2005 movie.
2: No, no, just like your your <laughs> no, that, no that where, where, where where people can come see you. Oh,
3: okay. But, uh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah I, when we when I was first, like, theorizing what to do for Aerodome, I thought it would be to, like, I wanted to do, like, a party fund kind of thing uh, for the Kickstarter. I don't know how it would work, but, like, if so many people committed, um, then I do a tour uh, kind of across the country, um, stopping at places, teaching people how to play, and giving them their copies that way. Because um, I think that would be a lot more interesting and fun. But uh, yeah, cool. Any uh, any other questions, guys? In the in the chat, I see there's what do we got in there? I really want a pilot who can take a debuff to do cards Oh, actually, that's a good idea. Eelmail uh, <laughs> Eelmail Eel talks about taking a debuff token to uh, do cards and, like the actions in a reverse order. Uh, So, usually you have to always go from top down, but like in this case, it would go. Man, that's, but that's like another, a whole other level of thinking you would have to pilot. Um,
1: The debuff might have to be pretty significant for it.
3: I, when it's too significant, I usually like taking damage. So, in Aerodome, there's currently only one way to regain any health, and it's only, uh, and I plan on keeping it pretty, like, super limited. Um, I don't want people to just kind of stall you know you can't really get out of your plane or repair it during <laughs> um... <laughs> but yeah cool. so i want to do that uh but yeah if you guys have any other questions uh i have a little bit more time otherwise uh yeah I, i'm excited um i said for Aerodome for sure i'm ex because i want to i want to do it in june i want it to correspond with my birthday Uh, If I'm being honest, as a Gemini, (laughs) Um, I have a few other things I kind of want to reveal uh, that will correspond to some of the dates in June as well, and we'll get to that when we get closer. But also, like you know, I'm excited for Super Dice Battle. Uh, It's kind of like a really fun kind of game that I want to try to start taking like characters from other companies' games as well, uh, working with them to kind of create this, you know multiverse of characters um i've talked to a few people already they seemed interested but i think really what i gotta do is do the game first so like they can see that it's like kind of what i'm trying to accomplish um i'm just super excited for Pilsna. like i said like i think it's gonna be a really fun kind of game like that i can do a whole different brand of uh testing for because it's not really a competitive game it's more a cooperative game but also like it's a fun Way to kind of advertise and market using, you know, like I mean, every bar and pub I go to has games of some sort, but usually they're, you know, maybe not games I would play at a bar. Maybe they're too big for a bar. Maybe they're not games I would play in general. Um, So I was kind of like, want to get that out there, in which I could show people that there are like small games you'd play uh, as a beer and puzzles game like that. And then I'm really excited for Scattered Winds, because, like, I, I loved Treasure Planet growing up, and I loved Gundam g- growing up, so it's kind of like how I'm marrying those two. And then, I, I, yeah, I'm excited for Omni-Duelers. Um, it's inspired heavily off of some of my favorite games growing up. Like, video game. like, a- actually, like, it's something I kind of do in all my games, is I usually theme them around video games. Um, and kind of take them from there. Um, with Omni-Duelers kind of being heavily inspired by uh, Pokemon and Final Fantasy. Oh, if Wade Bechet was a pilot, what would his ability, faction, and color be? Uh, Somebody actually asked me who my favorite pilot was. Um, It is Theodosia. Um, She was actually the first pilot I conceived. Uh, I first came up with Aerodome with like a little um, hexagon base, made out of lego and then like a little sop with camel that i put on top and kind of came up with the idea of theo um so i i love daredevils if i'm being honest i loved that next wing where in which you kind of predict what your opponent's gonna do um before you know what they're gonna do and i'm I'm really trying to morph um daredevils to be kind of like that where in which they're not only unpredictable um but benefit from predict- prediction with the, like the like the, psychic, the psychic keyword. So I would definitely be a uh, Daredevil. Uh, faction-wise, I don't know. I, I think they're all great. Um, every faction is kind of themed around me in some way. Uh, I guess if I have, yeah. Um, like Ace's, the whole storyline there is kind of like uh, the representation of um, living up to my family and, like filling those shoes. Um, Futoria's this world of kind of the darkest time of my life um of depression and um letting go uh martaga is this aspect of my life um jack's the character and the short story that we have on our website um you can read about them it's a great story by my friend shay uh but they detail jacks as like a young quirky kid um like myself growing up who uh, didn't really fit in um kind of nerdy I suppose, uh, but found an avenue. And then uh, Star Lancers is kind of about my relationships with, you know, my siblings. um, And stuff like that. Like, you know, just, just trying to always do good, but not always being able to. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to play Raiden right now. Holy crap, this game is hard. Did you ever beat it? i have not it is hard i love raiden Uh, i spent a lot of quarters um at the bowling alley growing up playing raiden so um that's like the one arcade game or arcade cabinet i want to have uh in my house someday so yeah i i I mean martaga is fully inspired by raiden um i love top-down aerial shooters like that yeah
0: uh, Next, nice. I, I got a question, and it's kind of the you 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 referenced it before about how the Pilsner um was the Pilsner game was uh, a uh, focused on cooperative. Uh, how has developing a like competitive game been? Is there like any challenges that you that were kind of like unexpected for like making Aerodome? Um, because it, because of its competitive nature? Um,
3: for Aerodome, I think it was about living up to the expectation. Um, like, I wanted to make sure the game fit the audience I was trying to make it for, and it needed to, because, like, uh, Aerodome's Kickstarter, I didn't really have any money for marketing. Uh, it was really funded based off of hitting the audience the right way, um, and, like, being able to market, you know, straight to people like you guys, um, and, like, other... People that I've met throughout the community, uh, where in which, like stuff like uh, Super Dice or Pilsna, you know, I'm I think I'm reaching different audiences completely. Uh, it's it's they're both more of a casual game, if anything, compared to a competitive. Um, where in which it's like, I mean, it's still hard. Like, there's definitely still challenges, but like, it's just nice, kind of like being like, okay, like you know. Like, I want these games to continue with more expansions and stuff like that, but like the overall like fear of it not doing well, um isn't as bad. You know, like I I, I think the hardest thing I had to do in all of this was take that first jump. Um and it was it was scary, but like I wanted to make sure like I said, like Aerodome not only as a competitive game, but hit the competitive audience. Um because I needed to rely on that to make it succeed.
0: Yeah, I mean, you so, you, you opened up with community makes the game uh, in a lot of these uh, situations for the competitive games. Sorry, go ahead, Brian.
1: So, uh, Wade, if you were, so think about all that and going through all the, like, figuring things out, where to prioritize, all that stuff. If you could go back and tell your the tell past Wade something that you at this point, what would you say to past Wade before this all started?
3: Uh, figure out distribution. No, um, <laughs> I think uh, just keep going. Like, I think I think that's the most important thing to really do. Like, it's it's easy to say you're working on something. It's hard to. Show that you're working on something uh I mean honestly, super dice battle started twelve plus years ago as a card game. It was my take on you know uh what was that game like it was like an Egyptian rat race style game where you're flipping over cards as fast as you can to try to get button combination uh, and it didn't work well, you know, like like and just because something doesn't work doesn 't mean you should stop it. it just means you need to realign, think about what you wanted to do and find. New avenues like Super Dice Battle and Aerodome have had significant changes in the past couple of years. In general, um, so I, I really wanted to make sure that I just keep going and like like if I'm gonna say I'm doing something, say I'm like show that I'm doing it. Uh, and I think that's what this was, right? This was me showing, trying to show you guys and everybody that like we are gonna be making games or I'm gonna be making games. Um, i can do this so
0: awesome uh they're they're asking you uh what was the date for the next kickstarter
3: so, yes yeah, so most so most of those dates were um for the kickstarters um i, I i'll say right now uh i've been thinking about using gamefound as well i think they have a better add-on system uh, and I've had a few hiccups with um, like using Kickstarter than using BackerKit. Um, either way, uh, June will be the hopefully the t- the targeted release for Aerodome um, Rising Horizons Volume Two. Uh, Pilsner, I'm hoping for quarter four of 2024. Super Dice, I'm hoping for just 2024 in general. Uh, we may not be doing crowdfunding for that. We might just try to be able to hit go on that one uh, to kind of just keep the game kind of more focused since it's a smaller style game anyways um and then yeah so i'm thinking probably next summer would be season two for aerodome that would be scattered winds um and then question mark but 2025 at the earliest for omni duelers It's how cool. is shipping for the backers going uh, it's going very well i've shipped 95 percent of them at this point um i will say it's a little slower than i wanted uh essentially what i, I, I you know when i was thinking about it I was like yeah i could do it's like 500 packages i've shipped at this point um i could do that that's fine um but what i didn't realize is it's me going to the warehouse grabbing a couple boxes coming back to my apartment going up the stairs uh, unloading the boxes putting them into bigger boxes taking those boxes to the post office and then rinse and repeat you know 20 or 30 times um i've, I've kind of uh realized that I, I really should have just found a way to just do it all at the warehouse like i can um but like that was a big um thing that kind of really slowed me down um, but yeah so international is kind of the one suffering right now unfortunately uh i'm gonna find a way to kind of make it up to you guys uh for those who haven't received shipping notices yet but uh yeah like shipping costs when i was testing it uh like a year and a half ago it was you know fine there was like maybe 30 40 bucks per package but um denmark now it's i mean i just shipped one that was like 112 bucks and it's just like like
2: I, yeah. I, welcome to the the real world of shipping nowadays. <laughs> I,
3: the one thing I never want to do ever is ask for more money. I I I'm just not going to do that. Like I think that's a kick in the face to people who helped support the game. Um, so it's just it's just taking a little bit more time. So I am sorry. But we're getting there. I'm doing. Uh, I mean, I shipped a couple just last week. I'm shipping a couple this week. I couldn't today. Um, because of President's day, but that's okay. But yeah,
0: oh, that's awesome, man. The uh, you kept saying you kept saying we, uh, f- but then corrected yourself uh, for it. Uh, who is it? Just you? Uh, what what is your position actually in the? uh games company is it every position
3: is uh your, yeah pretty is much your head so, just full I... of
0: hats is that all oh, yeah, <laughs> what it is?
3: yeah for, i mean for most projects it's usually me i i have asked help for graphics and stuff from other friends um taylor shuck is doing all the art for super dice battle uh and she's doing great um she came up with like the concept for bertha which is great uh aerodome actually has some help from Connor Dugan. Um, who did all the concepts uh, for all the ships so far. Um, And it's been also great to work with. Uh, I love bringing in, I really wanna bring in other people's creativity. Uh, I say wheel like it is just for the most part, I do do (laughs) a lot of um, things. So I do, you know, well, really everything, production, um, design, graphics, marketing. Um, I have been having help with marketing lately from Outer Giant Studios, uh, who have been helping me kind of just get the name out there more. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been focusing on lately, um, It's just making sure that the exposure is there and people know who we are, and and yeah, I think I just I, I often just do say we, though, even if it is just my projects, because it just sounds grander, I guess, if you know sure, I mean. more official. Uh, i understand yeah well i mean i don't want to say official it's like it is official like it is it is me i'm official (laughs) (laughs) uh i am enough uh but like it won't always be like i i would love to be able to hire somebody for events um just to kind of help me out with some stuff there um i'd probably hire somebody for graphics as well at, at some point um but i what i really need to focus on is kind of expanding the library and expanding the games where which you know, maybe you know people who don't like Aerodome could buy you know this light-hearted dice rolling combo game, or this you know light RPG style game, um, or some of our other projects. I mean, there there are game ideas I didn't talk to you guys about, but they're just you know not ready. Um, but honestly, I only I only really want to focus in games at once. Um, to like have like ideas for like expansions as what well and stuff like that as well so aerodome uh 100 will always be number one though um it's it's really like the main type of game that i ever wanted to make was something quick fast um and strategic uh and i yeah i i just want to keep supporting it like i want to do uh so like one of the things i want to do with the next kickstarter in june is like there will be there is a tier or a stretch goal that kind of helps provide funding for uh, a comic book series um i honestly tried to do an ace comic at one point but i you know i'm i'm a good artist i'd say but i'm kind of slow uh comics kind of really demand speed um but like, I I definitely want to take the worlds that we're creating in Aerodome and push them into like something in uh, something I could tell stories in. So
0: uh, it's exciting. I love I love the theme. I'm like I'm constantly in, uh, every every little uh, drop of uh, lore. Um, I got a thousand questions about which I think is very cool. Uh, that each one has such. Shuts such a mythos uh like each of the
3: the factions yeah i uh like like i mean aerodrome really started with story uh ace i started that concept uh my first year in college in like 2008 um as like a honestly it was yeah meant to be a biopic for eddie rickenbacker the first american ace um but you know I started changing things and I was like alright well maybe maybe I changed things so much why not change the character and I decided with Theodosia um, and yeah ran with it like you know it's it's uh, actually now it's, it's like it's the whole story for the first season of Aerodome or for Aces about the squadron tasked to follow um, a disguised uh, armored train right through enemy territory. So I'd love to tell you guys about it. <laughs> I'd love to show you. Guys it. Uh, and we'll get there. I think, I think it's, it's my main priority is to tell stories. So That's awesome. A uh, question from our chat.
0: Uh, are you going to be selling copies of AeroDome at
3: Adepticon? Uh, yep. So as you see, there's four copies behind me. Uh, that'll be, um, some of them that will be there um yeah we'll, we will have uh, copies for sale of Aridome at adepticon um we should have also some mats to sell as well um we will be selling like i said earlier um the metal and the acrylic token blind pegs. uh we also have the plastic card blind bags um we have sleeves as well that we'll be selling uh i'm going to be doing a uh gift with purchase of um, the participation card from the tournaments as well so if you didn't play in the tournaments and still want you know the card that we give away uh, you can just make a purchase um, either at the web store during the month of march or um, or the month of april i should say because adaptcon starts the end of march um or make a purchase at Adepticon, and you'll get a copy of uh, the pilot card that is chosen as the champion for the Chicago Apex.
0: Nice. Very cool. Wait, if you're if you're in the booth, who's running
3: the tournament then? Uh, the tournaments don't start till 3, um, which is pretty close to booth close. Um, I will have some help running the booths. Um, Mr. Forbidden Donut in the chat here, <laughs> that's actually Andy McMyers. Or Andy Myers, not McMyers. <laughs> <laughs> um uh he'll be coming down with me as well as uh some other friends who will be there helping out um andy's actually been i, I like just shout out to andy i guess right now like something i want to do too actually while we're talking is i want to start uh recognizing people who kind of helped in the- um and one of them is definitely going to be andy McAndy andy Myers. uh and, uh, I'm working on details for that, but, like, Andy's kind of been supporting me really since day one, uh, when this game was, uh, more of a, a it was a deck-building game when I first, like, started working on it, um, where in which you, uh, draft, like, you had your mat, you had your ships, but then you essentially would draft cards for your hand or your deck. Uh, it didn't work. Surprise. Um, <laughs> people would just kind of stay in one spot, and I was like, this sucks. Uh, but, like, Andy, you know, Andy was there, um he was there you know two years ago at Adepticon Uh, he was there actually almost at every event that I've run and uh, yeah he's been great Um, shout out like I said to uh, Christopher Peters shout out to actually Dion as well Um, Dion did the video for the first Kickstarter Mm, uh, as well as the the theme music Um, and uh, yeah he deserves I mean you guys also deserve a lot of thanks like I said like Paradigm was had a very very minimal marketing budget, but it was because of being able to talk on podcasts like this that I uh, was able to get it out there more. So, I mean, we only
0: only good things uh, so far uh, coming from us about the the game and um, really the the game company as well. So, love to support. Uh, why why compete when we could just rise each other up you know yeah
3: i i think that's great like um i just want to play games you know like <laughs> <Is that what, laughs> the, the only thing that all of us wanted it's just you know like i i miss the days of going to an event playing a couple of games and you know going out and talking about the games that we just played rinse and repeat you know like like i think uh I just want to create like lasting memories like that for people with my own stuff just because I, you know, I, I can have, I can actually do it, you know, like, um,
1: well, you can put together like the perfect day of playing all of your games, you know, you go and you play in an event of Aerodome, then you go to dinner, and as you're eating, <laughs> drinking, you play Tales of Pilsner, <laughs> and then when you get back. And just do sort of the after dinner get together or whatever, wherever's house or whatnot. Then you go play uh, Super Dice Battle.
3: <laughs> and then at go. some point, yeah, Omni Duelers.
0: Yeah, all of it in yeah. one day. You gotta Easy. make like a decathlon tournament. Yeah, like each, each round go. is a different game.
3: <laughs> like my World Championships will feature like all the games. Uh, not all of them are competitive, but you sure. know, like I wanna, maybe there's unique dungeon for pillsno or mm-hmm. a new character to try out uh, in Superdice so but like a, a core memory I've always had I don't know if you um, it was like 2001 like Pokemon was just kind of kicking it off in the US and like the Mall of America which is here in Minnesota um, had like this like event for Pokemon where which like it had video games and card games and it was started on one side of the rotunda or the other and you like kind of battled your way through all eight gyms based on what you're playing and then like at the end you fought the final four or whatever and like yeah like 11 that that's like why i'm here today is like just like that core memory of like this 11 year old me just being like, oh games are doing this like this is this is so cool you know um and like pokemon still inspiration obviously uh like their world championships is always something i, I watch i don't i don't play pokemon um but or at least not competitively, but like just, just watching their streams and stuff like that. It's just mind blowing how cool it is. And how big it's gotten.
0: Yeah, pretty awesome. Uh did uh Ryan, James, uh, you got any other burning questions here?
1: I don't think so, no. Just excited for Adepticon overall.
3: Oh, I guess, uh, yeah, and then one last thing uh, for sale, I guess, at at AdeptCon um, will be the uh, OP kit as well. So if you want to pick that up and bring it home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess I'll also throw out real quick, like if you're still listening and you haven't received your copy yet, get in touch with me, I can bring it to Adepticon for you, and I'll even give you a free copy of Aerodome itself. Because um, honestly, that's far cheaper than shipping it at this point. Um, But it's also a great way to, you know, bring home a game uh, for your friend. Um, And if you want to pick up, you know, like the OP kit, then yeah, maybe you and your friend have some stuff to fight over. Oh, well, yeah, And then uh, for the event, I I saw the question earlier and I completely forgot about it. Um, The scenario play for the the stadium play for Adapticon uh, is a unique stadium. So it's not the mountains. Um, essentially, there's, yeah, there's two auxiliary tokens that we placed in the middle. Uh, actually, if you could pull up the map on the slide. Yeah. Um, but there's two tokens placed in the middle. Uh, once you fly over one of them, uh, you get your ox. If there's no fighter marker overlapping it at the end of the turn, uh, the ox is regenerated. Essentially, but if you look close, eagle eye viewers, uh, you'll see that above and below the apex logo, there is like a little orange outline that's for the auxiliary token um this is kind of like the way we originally tested auxiliary too uh but it was really hard to like place where that is without using like either ruler um or just having a predetermined mat um for those who are also curious that is those are the same positions as the ones found on the deluxe um the belt mat that we did in the deluxe uh but yeah, so like that's that's kind of like, at least for events like this, the um, scenario or or stadium um, for stuff like this. So
0: uh, that's very cool, James. We're we're gonna have to find a way to sneak out uh, <laughs> at three p.m. Uh, one of those days. Well,
2: yeah, yeah. In between, <laughs> in yeah, between yeah. five rounds of X Wing, um, maybe,
0: yeah. maybe we'll sneak off. Uh,
3: yeah,
2: we'll go, get a little break, run over, say hi to Wade. <laughs> if we care.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm very excited. I'm really like, honestly, like really glad uh, that you you took the leap, and uh, it seems to have landed pretty successfully. I mean. Uh, I have one. I literally have the box now, which was, which is great. I'm sure it's a big sigh of relief. Uh, every time you ship out one of those orders after what, three, almost three years since like the Kickstarter was like first announced. Oh no, it's two years.
3: Really? I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I I love seeing it. it. It's real, you know? Um, it's just awesome to like finally see it, and like I said earlier, like we're only growing, um, and like I'm hoping to get just more and more kind of interested people in it. Because I mean, not that it's about the money, but obviously, if I want to keep doing what I what I love, then unfortunately, in this society, like money helps. So, um, and I I just want to pump it back, like I said, into Aerodome in a lot of ways, or into my other projects. Uh, like I like I said earlier, like I want to do a comic. I would love to do an animated series, but we don't get there unless if the game is successful. So,
0: very cool. Well, hopeful for the future. Um, any uh, where where is uh the best place to find out more information about your uh, games in general? Uh, I had the well aerodome game dot com. yep That's where so Aridome, find Aerodome.
3: Yep. Uh, we currently actually we're we're still working on a, a full website for ethereum Games. Um, competitive games kind of need uh, more attention. I think I, I personally feel uh, like on, on a website. Um, I'm sure you guys could agree with that. But like mm-hmm. we're working on essentially a, an overall kind of games or an ethereum Games website as well. That will kind of uh, cap you know. Capitalize on information about um, Super Dice and Pilsner, um, and also lead you to Aerodome and Omni Duelers when that comes out too. Um, but yeah, so for now it's AerodomeGame.com, um, and then as we get closer to the releases of some of the other titles, you'll, you you should see EthereumGames.com uh, pop up as well. So,
0: cool, cool, uh, exciting stuff indeed uh any um wait any anything we missed what what uh what haven't we covered we covered a lot i know uh, we, didn't,
3: we... <laughs> we didn't talk about you guys at all i hope you guys are doing well
0: oh um, we're doing great man
3: that's yeah, exciting yeah. stuff i i yeah it's been a hot minute since i've seen most of you guys um so it's it's just nice to see you we, guys, were,
0: we were pretty busy last AdeptCon, and i missed out on gen con this year are you going? Are you going this year to Gen Con? I don't know if we can stream it. Maybe, maybe we'll stream an Aerodrome tournament. You yeah, don't maybe, know, maybe. maybe. maybe right if, if, if if they let us, if they let us stream it, yeah, yeah. They didn't let us stream last year, but we did set up some recording, so at least got some of that done in uh, GenCon. But there's, there's, uh, always,
3: there's always something to stream at GenCon. So <laughs> yes, Gen Con never stops.
0: It's the it's the party that doesn't sleep for three days. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's like four. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I know Ryan had one last thing uh, to talk about for uh, Adepticon. I think we're going to wrap it up and get on out of here.
1: Yeah. So, um, I may have mentioned this in multiple discords <clears throat> around the X-Wing community. Um People who recall last year and in other events all around the Midwest that I can drive to, uh, it's very common that when I'm attending the event, I bring uh, chocolate chip cookies that my wife graciously bakes for me to bring to you. Um, while that will still be happening, um, I will still have like a general container for each day of Swiss, probably, uh, which means probably about two or three of them. That'll still be there in some location, probably after rounds like two or three, because I always want to give the judge staff first dibs on it. Um, they'll be placed out for anyone to get at any point in time from round two on, or after round two on. Um, I do want to give people the opportunity, and uh, Sarah, my wife who makes them, want to give people the opportunity to... Guarantee they have cookies. Uh, she's she's testing the waters of actually uh, looking into maybe selling her cookies officially, uh, but this is sort of a test case to see people's um, desire or want for these. So if you if you would like to, uh, bef- you would need to let me know before she gave me a date. I got to double check it. March thirteenth um we will be taking pre-orders for an order of a half dozen cookies so six cookies for ten dollars you can contact me directly via discord or if you also have me on facebook um and then i will let you know whether it's paypal venmo etc um I can't guarantee what, like, I, I've yet to figure out a time at which Adepticon is will be the best, like, meet up and pick up your cookies type of thing, or where I will deliver it to you. Um, but that'll, you will you will get your cookies at Adepticon if you order them, no problems whatsoever. Uh, so if anyone is interested, wants to guarantee themselves a half dozen of the cookies my wife makes and not have to, you know make the stop at uh the container that's available for anyone there which is still free 100 um you can contact me uh we'll set up the payment for just 10 bucks and you'll get a a ziploc bag of like a half dozen cookies chocolate chip
0: that's awesome well a well-known treat let me tell you uh how, how are they so soft i don't know soft without being oily we're gonna get that recipe from her someday.
1: A lot of people like really always question like, "What's what's the secret ingredient? How do <laughs> they do it? Like, what's this? Like, I I don't know. Like when she wants to make cookies, we get the ingredients at the grocery store, and she makes them, and everyone loves. Them. Simple as.
0: Hey, you know what? It's love. I'm sure. but <laughs> uh, well, that's exciting. excited. Uh, so reach out to Ryan for that. Uh, reach out on our discord uh for uh more information on adepticon we have a uh channel right now uh that is adepticon 2024 if you're looking to meet up if you're coming from out of town by yourself and you want to make some dinner plans and you're maybe a little shy about just walking up to a group of people and being like where are you guys eating uh which is honestly just do it uh and especially uh, uh if you know of a place just invite some people along but if you'd rather do it uh pre-planned you can do it uh through our defcon or if you have any questions as well uh things about like just like the area if you're a first time person to the Schomburg um, region uh, like I said, so. we got a specialized place in our Discord. We can answer all your stuff like that. Uh, we should have uh, Chris Allen, the TO of the event. I think he's the Mar- marshal. I forget. He's the most important person. Let me tell you uh, at Worlds. And we're gonna be posting uh, his like FAQ uh, questions, like rules questions, things that, especially with the new Battle of Endor pack coming out. Um, we're gonna be trying to get those out. Uh, As well, actually, speaking of Chris, he just told me, uh, I think I forgot to mention it beforehand uh, on the last podcast, but as a note on Adepticon's website, there is a, oh, let me see if I can find it here. Um, but, basically, on their event rules page uh, at Adepticon.org, I should be able to find information about the event. Uh, i trying to pull it up right now. Here it is. Star Wars X-Wing. Boom. I don't know if I can uh, show it. But, uh, basically, they, they have rules for... Uh, the, the events, not like the rules for X-Wing, but uh, if you're looking for very specific information about the Swiss Cuts and uh, the LCQ rules, all of that has been updated as of February 10th. So check out uh, that, that rules and event information. It's already been all set up, so I should answer... Uh, more broader questions until we kind of get into those those fun rules questions about do I get a reroll or not Uh, (laughs) so definitely um, thank Chris for all the work he's done hopefully we can get a follow-up with him um, about uh, the event afterwards but either way very exciting stuff Wade thank you so much for coming on my man Uh, it is an honor uh, to show off All the things you've been working on.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
0: No problem. Uh, So, uh, unless I missed anything, let me know if I missed anything. Getting a resounding no. Okay. Then, uh, for everybody watching at home, thank you so much. We're, of course, we're on here streaming every Monday. Me and James play some games on Wednesday nights as well, so check that out. And of course, mark it on your schedules, Adepticon, uh, starting uh, Thursday? Thursday? Yeah, March, the tw- March 20, yeah. Which is earlier, one week earlier <laughs> than it's ever been. No. Uh, which is le- really throwing lovely. me off.
2: It's lovely, because I don't know. that means I don't, I'm not, in tr- I'm not in the doghouse again for missing our anniversary for like the Mar- third
0: time. <laughs> My significant other's birthday is March 31st, so I also get (laughs) also I don't have to do some workarounds for it uh, either. So, Uh, luckily, you know the Easter bunnies plans on coming early this year. I think if it sees its shadow, we get another two thousand years of religion or something. I don't know. I don't know how Easter works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't, i don't know what that is uh we'll find its eggs and then you know uh it'll be great <laughs> but more more on those eggs uh next time <laughs> for now stay safe stay smart gold squadron out
3: thank you to iso danko
1: baffle trojan profit shadow tycho spice raider lancer fallen Row 6, 626, Chief, and J-List, our Grand Admiral patrons. And all of our Gold Squadron patrons and community members, thank you for your support. Gold Squadron, out.